There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. From the Intercontinental Hotel in Dubai Festival City. This is Talking of Books. Live at the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature. Hear from the world's greatest writers. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Hello, welcome back to the show. Yes, we are talking to some wonderful writers on Talking of Books today. Annabelle here with you and Rachel Hamilton, children's author in the co-host chair. Hello. It's, to, it's wonderful to be here because the great thing about talking of books I always find is yes we talk to a lot of authors and we talk about books obviously because of the name but ultimately what the show is about is great stories and we're here today with two guests because they met at the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature three years ago and they have a wonderful story to tell you. I'd like to introduce the wonderful Najin Mustafa. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, Najin, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Najin in case you haven't heard of her before. Um, she has a remarkable story. She began a journey as a refugee in 2014 that would lead to her addressing the United Nations Security Council. And at 16, she took a harrowing journey from Syria to Germany to seek an education and medical treatment. And she now advocates for other refugees. But also joining us as well is the wonderful Kevin Crossley Holland. Hello, Kevin. Good morning. I'm lovely to be here. Thank you very much. So Kevin is a prize-winning poet. Uh, your recent collections include The Breaking Hour and Sea Henge, A Journey. Your children's books have won the Carnegie Medal and the Guardian Children's Fiction Prize. But we are here because you had kind of a, a fated meeting three years ago, I think, at the festival. Do you mind kicking us off and telling us about, about that? Shall I begin, Eugene? Yeah, you could start. Um, I'd been commissioned by... Uh, the National Children's Choir in Great Britain, 250 children, um, to, to, to try and find a story uh, which could be set to music by the composer Cecilia McDowell. And when I arrived here, I had still no idea whatsoever. But I heard Eugene speaking and met Christina Lamb who, after writing the wonderful book about Malala, uh, wrote about Nujine and her astounding journey with her sister Nazreen, who's patrolling round this lobby yeah, at the minute. Yeah, just saw her. Um, and I thought, how fascinating. And that night, I stayed up all night, read the whole book, never slept a wink. And I thought, that's it, surely that's it. That's the story, this remarkable journey from Syria all the way in a pushchair, a wheelchair, to Germany. Well, I mean, we've, we've said it's remarkable, Najin, but I mean, when you actually look at the figures as well, 3,500 miles, Nasreen, pushed you from, Ger from Syria to Germany. Um, and you were speaking about that, I think, on Thursday evening as well. Uh, you still probably get asked an awful lot about it. How do you feel about your experiences being put to music? Well, I guess that's one of like that's one of the biggest feet I would you know take in my in my uh, that my journey would take because mucalizing the whole journey is is in my opinion uh, one of the one of the ways in which the story could reach magically into other people because I because of the way that music has in it in and of itself affected my life. I mean, I've heard stories through music and uh, and I've. Uh, feelings have been teleported to me through music, so uh, so I'm kind of just delighted at the idea of just uh, of just hearing hearing my own story as a as a 
as a musical piece because I know that it's it's a it's a much easier pathway, which you know, um, and a much easier medium for for my story to be heard. Uh, what happened at a practical level was the next morning, I found uh, Christine Alam with Eugene and Eugene's brother Blan, yeah, and uh, who's now married and living in Germany with a baby, uh, and Nazreen, and. I outlined my idea just embryonically at that point, because you're right, I mean, you have a program about stories, and this is one of the stories that inspires, because it's characterized by such a love of life, such a determination, and in a world that's riven and schismatic and violent, here is a young woman accompanied by her young woman sister making a, a journey which inspires happiness and hope. And how did you feel, Najin, when you first heard Kevin's idea? Uh, I was ecstatic because as a, as a fan of music myself and as someone who very well knows the effect that music can have on people, uh, I was ecstatic that, many, uh, many, that someone was willing to kind of transform this story into a musical piece because you know sometimes you just need to feel not know just beautifully put. yeah yes I think feel, it don't it know it yeah it was pr absolutely essential that the uh, audience tomorrow night at the festival finale could see the words as well as hear them um, because so often librettists complain because half the words get lost and they will be printed, I know, in the yes. programme. And they're New Jean's words, for the most part. Uh, I've added little bits, but what I've done is distill, if that's the right word, Christina's and New Jean's words, um, and boil it down, as it were, to what I thought was the heart of the story. The heart of the story, yes. Yeah. And did you collaborate at all in between, or did you take the idea and then kind of present it as complete? Uh, we didn't collaborate, Nugene and I, um, but of course there was a lot of collaboration mm. with the composer. Yes. And I also wanted there to be different components, because it's a huge choir in England, 250 children, aged everything from 8 to 18. So I wanted to have grieving or worrying parents. I wanted to have the people smugglers. I wanted to have the refugees themselves and the welcoming Germans and so on. So in a sense there are a number of different elements to the story yeah. as well as big choral moments. And how did you feel when you first heard it? Not the idea, the actual piece. Actually I I res res reserved that for the opening night. I, <laughs> I wanted to I want to hear it just uh, I want to be surprised by it just as much as the audience. Oh yeah. fantastic. So, so you have so anticipation. You haven't heard uh, it yet. No. And yeah. Cecilia, I think the composer has just arrived from England. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She'll wow. be here soon. So speaking of the festival finale, just to catch up our listeners, so that's happening tomorrow evening from seven o'clock. And uh, yes, yeah, so this will be a wonderful opportunity. You, every um, ticket that you buy, there's options to, to spend more as well. Um, all proceeds go to Dubai Cares programs for refugees. And the evening itself is a celebration, um, a journey through home, hope and harmony. Some stories are, are at once personal and universal. 
and I think this is the case with Malala's story, um, and it's certainly the case with Nujin's story, um, that everyone will relate to it at one level or another. Yes, the, the piece is uh, 20 minutes, I believe, and it's called Everyday Wonders, The Girl from Aleppo. Aleppo. It was commissioned at 13 minutes, but Cecilia and I had tried to push out the boat, and mm. <laughs> it ended up at 19 or 20, I think. So I also wanted to talk to you, Nadine, because um, I know you taught yourself English by watching Days of Our Lives, and this is yeah. just my own personal <laughs> curiosity. Do you still watch it? No. <laughs> my favorite characters have left, so I don't watch it anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it. Is there anything that you're watching now? Is that is that how you're keeping up? Yeah. The, 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 so I watch The Crown. <laughs> um, yeah. See, but I kind of miss the old cast. Like, the season three is like, I, I, I mean, I, I love, I loved everything about the series. It's so, yeah. As a history geek, it's so, like, it's a, it's a jam, such a jam. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I wanted to ask, uh, when I was reading your story, which is so inspiring, you talked about the fact that you, it was hard to be educated back at home, and so you read a huge amount, yeah. and you're obviously incredibly intelligent. And I wondered if you're still getting the chance to do all that reading while you're getting a, a full-time oh, education. Um, I just finished the Harry Potter series <laughs> in, two, great book. in two weeks. Yeah, um, it's a great book. There's, um, it deserves its reputation as a pioneer in the young adult literature. Um, my favorite character has to be who? Uh, Hagrid. It's such Hagrid. a cinnamon roll. Yes, he's brilliant, isn't he? Cinnamon roll, I love him. <laughs> Even though he has cinnamon a cinnamon roll, that's yeah. He's such a, yeah, he has a taste for monstrous creatures and to call them pets, you know. Um, and I, I think um, there is the there is no right time to widen your mind. You should always widen it in a way, and that could be most easily done uh, by reading. You know? Yes. When, when people come to the finale tomorrow night, this is a question to both of you. Um, what do you hope when you know ev everybody in the audience is listening to the readings from various authors at the festival and then hearing this uh, choral piece, what do you hope that they take away from the whole evening and the experience? Should I start or do you mm. want to answer? Yeah, Jean. So I want, I want them to see the human beings behind this story because... This story is not just mine, it's the story of every person, every refugee, uh, every migrant. And, it's, and I've just got the, for, uh, the luck uh, and the fortune to be the, you know, the teller of that story. I want them, I want them to see beyond the, uh, the, uh, the news reports and the statistics and figures. I want them to see you know, the person who's behind that, who, who has had a life before, who was a lawyer, who was a doctor, who was a teacher, and now has to leave uh, everything he's known is ever known behind and uh, I, you know I want them to empathize I want them to see that uh, to see to, to see us as people not as a problem that needs solving or as a, a disease or a virus that is feared to spread incredibly well put I yeah. think but because we're assaulted by the news whether it's the coronavirus in China or worldwide or the story of refugees um, there's a real danger of it becoming impersonal. Yes. I heard that there were a thousand, a million Syrian refugees in Lebanon, Berber refugees, for a start. These are very difficult things to imagine. And the person, personal story brings 
the whole thing leaping to life. Of course it does. There are difficulties of every day, hope, frustration, obstruction, advance, and so on. So I think it's the renewing of a story, of an epic story, a journey, a journey that had, had to be made, and that's, that brings hope with it. Um, we're going to uh, leave it there, um, but I just want to remind everybody listening about the event itself. It's happening on Sunday the 9th of February, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock. It will be in Arabic and English. It's for all ages. Um, and it is a charity finale. It's an extravaganza of poetry, of readings, of music. Um, and it's all in support of Dubai Cares programs for child refugees across the region. And we are speaking to the wonderful Najin Mustafa and Kevin Crossley Holland, um, who's basically Najin's story forms the inspiration for Everyday Wonders, The Girl from Aleppo, which is a choral piece that um, kind of is the is the brainchild of Kevin Crossley Holland and Cecilia McDowell and it's it's her incredible story and basically take a journey to a better tomorrow. You're listening to Talking of Books. Live at the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature. Hear from the world's greatest writers. On Dubai Eye 103.8. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at Dubai Eye 1038.com.